Hi everyone and welcome back to the Rambling Young Minister Podcast. This is Pastor Blake Hart. And today I want to talk a little bit about worship. Um, you know, one of the things that crushes my heart more than anything is what many Christians today um, have come to consider worship. Um, worship in many ways has um, simply become reduced to singing songs. Uh, maybe it's a, a worship band playing or um, reciting psalms or for some people it's literally the name that has just kind of encompassed or in culminates all of those actions during a Sunday morning service. We go to Sunday morning worship and and I want to be clear that there's nothing wrong with that. Those are indeed acts of worship and they should be practiced um, and they should be done. But one of the things that I struggle with is I think that many today as Christians, and I'm guilty of this, I've done this so often myself, is we have turned worship into an event rather than a lifestyle. That worship is an event rather than a lifestyle. And I think that is a dangerous, dangerous thing that we as Christians have done. That one day a week, has become kind of the pinnacle of when we worship, and then there's every other day. Um, I, I want to read you a passage from First Chronicles chapter 16, and I want to show you what I believe is worship as a lifestyle, and then kind of we'll talk about that and flesh that out a little bit more. First Chronicles chapter 16, verses 23 through 31, we read, "Sing to the Lord all the earth." Proclaim His salvation day after day. Declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord, and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before Him. Strength and joy are in His dwelling place. Ascribe to the Lord all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering and come before Him. Worship in the Lord in the splendor of His holiness. Tremble before Him all the earth. The world is formally established. It cannot be moved. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. I absolutely love that verse, that, that Bible verses. Those are so powerful. Anyone can sing. Anyone can play music. Anyone can even preach. And yet their heart be radically divorced from sincere worship. Notice the words that the writer of Chronicles utilizes to describe a heart of worship. He uses words like splendor majesty, glory, strength, fear, joy, trembling, rejoicing, and gladness. Are these in the attributes of your worship? And by worship, I mean, are these attributes of your everyday life? I, I can think of just my own life as a preacher. Preaching is an incredible act, and I would, honor, I would probably argue one of the supreme acts of worship. But it is only an act of worship if it is an outpouring of your soul's radical response to the glory 
beauty, holiness, majesty, and perfection of the God of all creation. Singing is only worship when it belts forth out of a heart that is rooted in the perfection of Christ's work. A church service is only worship when it is centered on the holy inspired word of God and when people in corporate unity pour their hearts and lives, live out in joint praise to the triune God. But it's so important that we don't just see those four walls as the only place that we can do worship and that the only time we can do worship is on Sunday. In 1 Corinthians 10.31, Paul writes, Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. The Apostle Paul speaks of two of the most basic tasks of daily living, eating and drinking. Now, what should we get from that? Um, we ultimately know Paul was dealing with the food issues. He's dealing with the, the idea of Christian liberty, food sacrificed to idols in pagan countries, and how they were to go about doing that. But the way that Paul kind of circumvents all of that without trying to look, make every day this sense of, well, can we do this or can we do that? He gives a solid single answer that kind of circumvents all of those little things to that specific task of eating, drinking. And he says, whatever else you do, he says to do it to the glory of God. Every time you eat food and are satisfied by its taste, praise the God who created your taste buds and the sweetness of that food. Every time you and your spouse partake in a beautiful gift of intimacy, rejoice in the one who knitted your spouse together and in his providence brought you together that he would be glorified in your marriage. Every time you watch a sunset, know that that sunset was put there to cause your heart to be overwhelmed by its beauty so that you would turn towards its creator. Beloved, to do what Paul says when he said in Philippians 1.21, to live is Christ. Worship is a lifestyle, not an event. Is your life a life of worship? Or have you divorced worship to a once-a-week religious service? Are you presenting yourself a living sacrifice to God? Is the entirety of your being consumed by His glory and goodness? That is what it means to live a life of worship. A life of worship is one in which you are overwhelmingly satisfied in the God of heaven regardless of your external circumstances. Oh, that you would pray that the Holy Spirit would open the eyes of your heart to see God in this kind of way. My greatest prayer is that you would not see one aspect of your life divorced from a heart of worship. That you would no longer see worship as an event that you go to, but as something that is to be the overwhelming theme and model of your life. The God of your salvation, Father Son, and Holy Spirit is worthy to be praised, and that praise should be seen in every facet of your life. Let your life be a life of worship. God bless, and have a great day.